title for you. Come on, you can't uh, start the interview without saying hello to Uncle Greg on air. (laughs) (laughs) I should never have told you that. Never. (laughs) Yes, so there is. So so a family friend and always, you know, embarrasses me when we interview uh, or when I interview him by saying, no, Uncle Greg. So unless you want me to carry on the tradition and call you Uncle Jono. It's all good. All good. Jono's good. (laughs) How is it? How is it? How, How is I guess, the title digesting you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank goodness for me, I've never quite been a title guy. So rather just someone that does the job and, and enjoys the reward and the success of, of a good team around me and, and has some fun along the way. So it certainly is something that uh, has been di- digesting for the last couple of days. Obviously, uh, the last uh, 10, 11 days has been chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, a treadmill going 150 k's <laughs> an hour with a serious incline, but it's been fun and uh we, we're going to do some magic and, and have some fun along the way. Talk about that magic, because uh, if you take a look at uh, Central Counting Lions and just the magic that is already there, you've come in. And to keep that magic going, is that the steep incline you were talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it, they, the, the union came off the back of a very successful season in 2018, 2019. And to continue that momentum and continue that success is never easy. It's it's. It's tough to get to the top, but it's even tougher to stay there. Mm. And uh, I think with the team that we got, with the balance of the side we got, with the wonderfully experienced coaching staff we got, obviously we did lose Coach Enoch to, as in, interim coach to the Pro Tiers, but certainly his uh, assistant coach, Wendile Guabu, who stepped into that head coach role, is a seasoned campaigner and someone that uh, we trust fully to lead the show now. And uh, we believe with the back-end support in the office, with the coaching staff and with the team representing us on the field, we're going to have a good season. And uh, we scraped home a few days ago <laughs> uh, by 11 runs. So it was nerve-wracking, but uh, we got across the line, which is often the uh, shows what a champion side is all about. Is it a team like I understand you making it out to be, where it isn't just everybody at the front. It's not just about the CEO and the coach at the end of the day, but everybody who makes up uh, the Lions. Yeah, I think if uh, if I'm honest and if Wandila is honest, we just really the people that connect all the dots and, and pull all the strings together. But the work and the team under us are really the people that are on the ground doing the job and making it happen. And uh, we're very blessed at Central Karting Lions to have a wonderful team of hardworking people um, that are a team that uh, come together daily mm-hmm. to want to drive excellence for, for ultimately the Imperial Lions at the top. So we are blessed and, and obviously it creates a, it's, it starts in the pipeline from a little kid that starts in the mini cricket program and has a dream of playing for the Imperial Lions one day and at, at the Imperial Wondrous Stadium. And uh, for, for us, it's to create that dream and allow these, these youngsters to dream big and to bring all the clubs and all the schools and all the stakeholders together with one vision, and that's to grow cricket in our province, um, make it a united sport for all, and, uh, and yeah, make, make the youth dream big again. Please paint me the picture, and I've always wondered how do CEOs come into the fold and succeed each other? You know, who goes out and who comes in? How does that all happen? Is it your reply? Is it the phone rang? They were looking for you. Who was at the other end of the phone? And then how does that happen in order to keep a brand up there the way the Central Gauteng Lions are? You don't want to miss anything. And so I'm sure that the handover happens to be a very sensitive uh Handover, as opposed to thank you, goodbye. You're the new CEO. <laughs> you high five each other in the I corridor, and, and he walks out, and I walk in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, I, I was blessed to have someone like Greg Fredericks, who came into the sort of setup many years ago into quite a, a a tricky environment, and he navigated those waters. And I believe he's he's laid a foundation now for me to 
build on and uh, no no big skyscraper is able to to be built without a very successful foundation and i think greg's laid that foundation for me to come in and uh, i think what's also pretty cool is that greg and myself don't have egos and and he's not threatened by me coming in and i'm not certainly threatened by by him that's going out uh, we've worked together for a long time last year i was the josie stars manager and he was my boss and mm -hmm. uh, and yeah we we've got a great relationship the handover has been pretty smooth and uh, and I know he's only a phone call away when I need some advice or some guidance. But obviously, I've got a very progressive board led by President Jack uh, Madiseng, who who's been really supportive. The entire board's been supportive with with great minds on it. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's really important for me to tap into that kind of knowledge as we walk this journey together. But yeah, Greg and I have got a great relationship, and uh, we believe we've covered pretty much all bases. So who made that phone call? Where were you? How how, how did it all go down? <laughs> or is it weeks or months in advance that you actually know that this is the way you're heading and this is your future as a CEO? Yeah, to be honest, I I, I never actually applied in the beginning uh, at all. To Look be at honest, you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the coaching staff, who's now the interim Proteus coach Enoch, and many players, and there were a couple of board members that said, "Come on, Jono, we we think you're the guy, and we really want you to throw your name in the hats." I said, "Guys, come on, I'm happy. I'm I'm doing my thing. I'm impacting society. I, I don't want this. Just mm. leave me alone." <laughs> um, but they said, "Come on, just throw it in," and I decided to, and uh, yeah, went through a pretty rigorous process. I often say the interview process is sometimes tougher than the actual job did you break a sweat but, <laughs> uh, a little sweat when i had to present my five-year plan in front of the entire board mm -hmm. uh, myself and the other shortlisted candidates so yeah uh, i think it, it was certainly a rigorous process uh, i believe the board covered all bases and and i have to believe that uh, they backed me for a reason and now it's up to me to lead the show who called you Jono? um it, it was actually the head of hr on the board a lady fatima abib who who phoned me and said listen Jono, you're our guy and I said, thank you, Mrs. Abib. Uh, Did you fall over? <laughs> she said, do you want to think about it? I said, yes, please. Uh -huh. um, and I think the, I think they expected me to sign overnight, but there were a couple of things that I wanted to make sure that uh, were, were done before I did sign. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I'm not someone that just wants to walk out of an existing environment and see that fall down. So I had to make sure that... Uh, when I exited, everything could continue as normal and, and the lives that I was contributing to, to at that stage were going to continue to succeed like they have for the last 17 years. So there were a couple of things we had to change, but it, it was super exciting to get that call. And, and yeah, it's, been, it, it's actually more exciting to be in the job now and actually making a difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Apart from your job, making sure that where you were leaving and coming into the Lions, that everything was pretty much going to be the same there, you know, what else were you thinking about? Was there family to think about? Was there travel to think about? Yeah, I often get asked the question. I mean, I am from a very sort of strong coaching background and I often get asked the question, why did you not pro sort of seed your career and the coaching side of things. But to be honest, I never did because uh, I wanted to stay at home with my family, um, my wife and, and two beautiful little kids. And uh, we're very close-knit family and I didn't want to be on the road for six or seven weeks. Mm. So I thought I would take this. And, and also, head coach of a team, you're really impacting 15 players in your side. i got to believe that I'm impacting the 100-odd staff members that now are under my wings and and the greater Gauteng community and, and South African cricket community and, and the greater stadium community. And, no and, pressure. <laughs> and, uh, and everyone out there that's sort of looking at me now to make a difference. I mean, I was in Lanasia on Friday. They've got some, some grounds there that need some assistance. And we took uh, one or two people out there to see how we can already start to impact those seven grounds that are in the middle of Lanasia that should be world-class facilities that just aren't right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, in my current position, I can certainly impact more lives and i got to believe that's why I've been put on this earth. So. You said that twice now, impact society and impact lives. When you went that 
to bed that night uh, mm. after the HR lady called <laughs> you, were you dreaming of the impact that you want to make? Or were you in your mind going over and over that five-year plan that you presented? Um, do you doubt, is it enough? And the impact that you want to have, I mean, just paint me that picture. What is it that you want to do uh, as you sit in the highest office here? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, sport is a, is a unifier amongst society. And I think if we speak to any youngster that plays sport or want to play sport, everyone's got a big dream. And I think often often people crush those dreams along the way. And I've got to believe I'm in this position to to make those dreams a reality, create a pipeline that, that the youth can grow towards. And obviously, I believe I, I'm sitting with a, with a beautiful asset of the Imperial Wondrous Stadium that can no longer just be a cricket stadium. We need mm. a multi-purpose at stadium. We need to attract other people to that stadium. We want uh, a sense that when people drive past that stadium or think of the Imperial Wondrous Stadium, that the light's always on, there's energy, there's a vibe, and uh, and there's a place uh, that they can go, and it's a destination for them. And uh, we've connected with a few retail people, um, a few restaurants, schools, oh, etc. Nice. Mm-hmm. And we want to really start to monetize the asset that we've got and sweat the asset that we've got. And uh, we believe in in the geographical sort of area we're in and the space we're in. There's no reason why we can't do that. Mm-hmm. What else do you dream of? I dream of uh, a 30,000 capacity stadium that's packed for different sports. I dream of youngsters coming back and playing sport at that field. Um, I dream of of South African youngsters that don't want to go and play sport overseas because in their heads there's great better opportunities Uh because I'm from that national talent acceleration program and there's certainly not. There's amazing opportunities for South African youngsters in this country. Mm -hmm. And we want to create entrepreneurial hubs, innovative hubs at the stadium, um, business incubators at the stadium where where people are going to come daily. We want coffee shops. And, and when I drive into the Wonders in the near future and see a parking lot that's full, not just for the 20 days of cricket a year, <laughs> where, when I'm there and I see people smiling and people walking around and connecting on their laptops and, and school children running around and different sports being planned on the field. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think I'll sit back and smile and, uh, and give everyone around me a high five for helping make it happen. Your dream seems mostly for others and what it is you want to do. <laughs> do you dream for you? What is... The ultimate dream for you as you occupy this office? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I, I, those that know me know that I'm, I'm really about building people around me. I'm not, uh, I don't focus too much on myself. It's about the team and, and how I can improve their lives. And I've walked into an environment where I believe I've got to lead these people to, to higher levels, uh, drive excellence, raise the standards. And certainly my dream is, is to impact and create a legacy out of this. I, I think a big decision was not about money at all. In fact, I'm earning less than I was. So, what? You took uh, a pay cut? Uh, I took a pay cut. <laughs> I, I took less holidays. Uh, I, I'm driving further from home. So people said, why did you do it? But uh, I, this decision is really purpose-driven. Um, I've been on the outside of this environment for a long time. I've seen the gaps, and I've got to believe I've got the skills to help close those gaps and, and create some magic. Mm-hmm. You did say you want to see a busy um, Wonder Stadium. Mm. You don't want to drive past there, and then there's crickets, you know, and cricket season is over. Yeah. <laughs> crickets, see what I did there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But do you think that cricket is accessible enough to South Africans at grassroots level? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Cricket South Africa have done that well in the KFC Mini Cricket Program. If we look at the tens of thousands of children that play that uh, system. And then what many people don't know is the is the pipeline system that South African cricket has set up amongst their schools and their clubs. It's called the Talents Acceleration Program. And I've been national under 19 talent scout in that program for 11 years, working with some of the best coaches and people around. And um, 
there certainly is opportunities and and certainly i think what what south african cricket has done well is they've taken the sport to the people and i think uh, for me as as the new boss of this environment particularly in the central counting lions franchise we want to be, become more community linked we want to take the players to the people and grow the sport in areas that p- potentially haven't even known about the sport mm. uh, we're driving mm. programs in in townships now with children that have never picked up a cricket bat or ball uh, a couple of years ago to to children that are now getting cricket bursaries into high schools for cricket so the more we can do that and impact uh, society and the youth with cricket and using cricket as the medium, it, it's uh, what people don't know for those that sit outside the cricket fraternity is the life lessons that cricket teaches you. And I think uh, it teaches you how to deal with failure, teaches you how to not always get opportunity. It's not like football and rugby where you've got people in the field and they're all running and they're all, mm. and they're all passing and you know. Cricket, you, you can go to a match and you maybe don't bowl and maybe you don't bat and you just field and... And you've got to deal with that and you've got to deal with waiting two or three hours to go into bats and suddenly you get out on the first ball and <laughs> and how to deal with those failures. Yeah, and I think yeah. cricket teaches you those life lessons. It levels you as a person. It humbles you when you think you're the best because you can score 100 and 100 and suddenly go out for zero, zero, zero. Mm, and mm. Uh, and I've dealt with those kind of children and, and players and even professionals that have really battled with those kind of failures and and. Yeah, I think cricket is a is a very much a life lesson type sport. Um, I like which that. Is, yeah, is pretty yeah, exciting yeah. for boys and girls. For girls and uh, and boys, I mean, girls cricket is growing at a rapid rate. Mm. In fact, it's one of the fastest growing um, sports in in the industry, and uh, we see it even at the Counting Sports Awards how how girls are being rewarded and women are being rewarded, and uh, the pro tiers now have just. Uh, obviously become a professional women's side, which is great for the sport. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge interest. We, we're seeing more school, uh, schools take on girls' cricket now. Good. We're seeing those uh, schools that don't have enough girls' cricketers yet participating in the boys' teams. Uh, in fact, I saw a girl last week uh, bowl. Uh, I mean, she was terrifying the boys. So it was pretty cool <laughs> you to go see. Girl. <laughs> some girl power, which was pretty I cool. I like that. I like so, that. Cool. Based on your background and, and where you come from and now into uh, the office as CEO, then you would have probably the best knowledge in terms of who is the best coach when it comes to cricket in the country. And is that coach at the Lions? Yes. Yeah, so, so for me, we do have great coaches at the Lions. I mean, certainly South African cricket is blessed to have top quality coaches around and, and some young coaches that are coming through the ranks, which is super exciting. Certainly, if someone had said to me, who, who would you have got to succeed Otis Gibson as the Proteus head coach? I would have said without Enoch, a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, Enoch Inque. For me, he, he's got a great cricketing mind. He's a humble individual. He's a great family man. And for me, he's I mean, he was, as I say, the head coach of the Josie Stars last year when I was team manager. We had actually worked together at under-19 level for a long time. And uh, for me, Enoch is the guy. I know they're having a bit of tough time in India at the moment, but I believe South African cricket needs to give him a chance. And mm-hmm. I think he'll be the first World Cup winning coach we've had uh, homegrown in South Africa. And uh, yeah, I think Wandile Guavu with uh, Justin Sammons and the rest of my coaching staff at the Imperial Lions, uh, for me, is the is top uh, Top coaching staff we got. <laughs> unbiased, right? Unbiased, unbiased. But uh, good individuals and good people. I always say, uh, for me, it's not about who's the best coach and who's the best player. It's are they good people because mm. uh, that's what we need. So, South African uh, sportsmen need to be good people at the end of the day, which is what we believe we've got at the Lions. We at, this, uh, at the SABC are really, really excited for Mzansi Super League, which mm. is, uh, I mean, around the corner. And 
is it, I guess, you striving just to, to deliver bigger and better compared to what we saw last year? Yeah, obviously, as I said a bit earlier, we, we had a great season, not only with the Lions, but winning the Mzanzi Super League inaugural event was a was an amazing thing for us. Mm, and mm. Uh, to now stay at the top and retain that trophy and have the pressure of the fans and have the pressure of the environment around us and Mayor Herman Mashaba that uh, now seeing the side as his and, and all the politicians that want to jump on board. And, and that's what we wanted. We wanted to be the Josie Stars that belong to the people. And I think we've achieved that tonight to go and represent them out in season two um, and smash the sixes and, and get the wickets and, and field like champions. So mm-hmm. we believe we've got a well-balanced side. Um, we've got some massive big hitters and, and some really quick bowlers and a fielding unit that we believe will ignite the stadium. So we're super excited. The past 11 weeks, you said, were, were quite busy. In terms of sponsorships and what it is you want to create, um, is it easy? Is it easy to attract a sponsor for the vision that you have over the next five years? Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, I, I often link team success to revenue. And uh, any sponsor or partner wants to be involved and connected with winning teams. And I think uh, off the back of the successful last season, uh, we certainly have been able to attract uh, some nice big partners. Imperial Logistics have come on board now as the Lions headline sponsor, and we're now the Imperial Lions. And obviously now the stadium is called the Imperial Wanderers. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've brought on other partners and other sponsors. So we believe gone are the days where people just give money and call themselves sponsors. We want to attract partners. We want, we want to attract people that are going to invest in the community, invest in the greater cricketing system and sporting system. And uh, certainly with the multi-purposing of the stadium and the vision I've got, there's been a real big interest. In fact, I had about eight meetings last week with new potential people that oh, want yeah. to come on board. Um, with just innovative thinking and progressive thinking. So uh, um, we're in an exciting space, no doubt. Big names that are a part of Josie Stars for this year? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Gale lands, Gekisa uh, Rabada, Risa Hendricks, Rassi van der Dissen. Uh, we got Australian Dan Christian, um, Duane Olufier, uh, Simon Harmer. we got a few youngsters, a few rookies in the mm-hmm, mix, mm-hmm. which is also exciting. I mean, I just look at the growth in, in a young Sinequer uh, Shele, uh, who who learned from some of these greats last year. And I just look how his season has gone yeah, yeah. since he's been exposed to those kind of people. And I think that's what South African cricket's done well and cricket South Africa has done well. And, and I think that's what makes the Mzanzi Super League so unique. It's not just superstars. It's it's young, homegrown talent mm-hmm. that is getting opportunity to be exposed to to the superstars and to learn from them. But uh, certainly we are jam-packed side. We retained eight of our players from the previous Mzanzi Super League. So we've we've kept the core. And, uh, and we've got a, a lot of homegrown Gauteng boys part of the side and Imperial Alliance players that are part of the side, which is also really exciting. Because you, you play Cape Town Blitz, right? On the 8th of November. You better be coming. Uh, if I'm not here, I'm definitely there. You better. Because we chatted to them last week and they sent out a very, very stern warning. <laughs> they were not kind at all about how they're about to demolish yeah. the Jersey Stars. I don't know if you want to counter that with anything. Yeah, so, so I just want to remind them that that's exactly the same... Uh, message they sent out before the <laughs> final of uh, 2018 and we stayed quiet and uh, I just want to ask them to look at the scorecard from the 2018 uh, version and uh, and ask them to look in their trophy cabinet if they can find the <laughs> Mzanzi Super League trophy in there anywhere because uh, they'll need to come to Josie to find that. What do you promise everyone who supports Gauteng Lions um, now that you've taken over? Um, some might be worried, you know, is it going to be the same brand? Uh, what what do you pledge? You could go ahead and pledge your promise. Yeah, we obviously, I, I spoke to the side uh, a few days ago and I said, guys, uh, the, the 
the results are one thing, but play with the values that we are about, play with the brand of cricket that we can be proud of and be mentors and role models to people that look at you. And for me, if they can achieve that and the results, I think we would have achieved success. I don't want a team that only wins and uh, and it's not a brand that we can be proud of off the field. And for me, I've, I've asked the players to be proud ambassadors for the sport on and off it and uh, I believe they're going to achieve that. Pitch up in pink. Does that continue, Pink Day? Yeah, absolutely. I was in my pink suit last week when we launched Pink Day and uh, we challenge all South Africans, all corporates and all people to pitch up in pink on Mondays. We've launched that uh, hashtag pitch up in pink Mondays. And uh, we just want to create awareness for breast cancer for men and women. I think breast cancer was was predominantly a woman thing in the past, but Mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more men that are affected by the dreaded disease. And uh, I lost my dad to cancer in March this year. So for me, it's uh, something close to home. And certainly we want when people see pink, when they hear about pink, we want them to go and get checkups early because what we've realized uh, working closely with the cancer research uh, sort of environments, that early detection uh, creates more survivors. Mm -hmm. And uh, if Mm -hmm. South Africans can get themselves checked out earlier and we can somehow create that sort of awareness for that to happen and we, we save more lives, then uh, cricket would have achieved that. But we've linked up with the Charlotte McLeckley Academic Hospital here in Johannesburg. All the money is going to be raised uh, will we'll go to them. Oh, beautiful. And uh, we're going to do some cool things with them. And uh, we've just got Corey Craft that have come on board to put some cool furniture in their waiting area because currently they've got a, a waiting area of people that just sort of stand and, and have consultation. And Corey Craft are going to come in and sort of redo their waiting area, which is pretty exciting. But they do amazing work. I went there on a tour a couple of weeks ago with my wife. And uh, some really special people run that hospital. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Pink Day's raised $5 million for charity over the last five years. And uh, we're hopefully going to raise a lot more moving moving forward. They do. I'm actually a doula there when in my spare time. So I know the amazing work that mm. they do there. But mm. this pink suit has me a little uh, bothered. Pink? As in pink everything. Pink <laughs> everything, pants, pink jacket, uh, Let's say everything on the outside of my body. Oh, okay, uh, that, okay. The, <laughs> that the public can see as pink. Um, <laughs> but pink socks, pink shoelaces. Uh, yeah, the suit made. So I, I, I gave the public the top half of that suit in my jacket <laughs> at the launch. And I, I've got the pants and the wardrobe for Pink Down the 9th of February at the Imperial Wanderers Stadium. When we take on England, the world champions, mm-hmm. and we challenge England, we said, bring, bring your World Cup trophy, bring your Barmy Army. Uh, we're going to have the Guijo squad, and we're going yeah, to have, we're gonna have squad. Uh, crazy South Africans supporting the, the Standard Bank Proteas at uh, the Imperial Wanderers Stadium on the 9th of, of the 9th of Feb. You might have just converted me from a soccer fan to a Come cricket on, fan, Jono. Darn fun. it. <laughs> <laughs> but a big thank you. Thank you so much for coming through, for chatting to us here in studio. And all the best uh, uh, in your position. Thank you. And keep uh, please keep telling the public to play cricket, support cricket. And uh, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. More than welcome. That is John O'Leaf right there, uh, CEO of the Central Gauteng Lions. Just a fun chat about his office, his hard work, and what it is he wants to achieve there. And it sounds exciting, guys. It really does. So if it's not me that convinced you to become a cricket fan, I didn't convince you. Jono did.